are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, as we get over here into the 12th chapter, let's get into it. After he said all of this, he says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Now, this is the key of running the race. This is the key of setting aside those weights. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, there's some people that would say, well, you know, the trials and the tests and the problems that you face in life is what causes your faith to grow. Well, no, the Bible says here that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And certainly he's not the one sending the trials and the problems and the tests and the things of life. In fact, Jesus said himself in Mark the fourth chapter that Satan comes to steal the word. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, then Satan comes immediately to steal that word because that's his only hope. See, Satan has no other choice, actually, because if you get a hold of the word of the kingdom and act on it, it's going to work for you. So his only choice or his only out is to stop the word before you get it to work in for you. So Jesus didn't say that the trials came to make us stronger, make us more like Jesus. He said Satan sends them to steal the Word. In fact, he gives us five things there that Satan uses to steal the Word from you. The first thing is affliction. Affliction. Now, that covers a multitude of things. And you need to know about that because Satan is the one that's delivering affliction to the children of God. It is not God as some people would propose, that God is the one that's doing all these things to us. No, thank God. God's honoring His Word, and whatever the Word says, that's what God's doing. And the Bible says He's the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So God's not out making you sick so He can heal you. God's not out sending you problems so you can act on your faith and get over it. When Jesus explains the parable of the sower, he says, The sower soweth the word. Now, see, this sets the stage for the whole thing. The sower sows the word. The word of God is what's sown. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown, that when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, I understand that maybe specifically here, he's referring to sowing the word of God concerning being saved. Of course, it would relate to another thing by law of double reference. But he said, Satan comes to steal the word. It wasn't that it didn't produce because it wasn't God's will for it to produce. It was God's will for it to produce, but because they didn't understand it. Now, Matthew's gospel, the account there, says that he heareth the word and understandeth it not. So, see, it does make a difference when you understand the word of God. You may not understand everything about it, but when you understand it, it makes a difference because if you understand it, Satan can't steal it from you. But now his only hope is to get it from it before you do understand it, before you act on it. Because when you come to a clear understanding of what the Word says, then you're going to act on it and Satan's had it. Now, here he says, And these are they by the wayside which are sown on stony ground, and when they have heard the Word immediately, receive it with gladness, had no root in themselves, so endure for a while, and afterwards when affliction. Now notice, when affliction and persecution. 
Number one thing that Satan uses to get God's word out of you is affliction. Now, that doesn't necessarily here in this wording mean sickness and disease, but yet it is involved there because the word affliction here in the Greek just simply means pressures of life. So that would include a multitude of things. You see, that would mean financial pressure. That would mean physical pressure against your physical body. That could mean mental pressure. It could be all sorts of things, social pressure, whatever. Satan uses that affliction to steal the word. Notice it didn't say that he used it to make you stronger. It's to steal the word of God from you, keep you from acting on it. Affliction or persecution. A persecution is another thing that Satan sent. Not God, not trying to make you stronger. It ariseth for the word's sake. And immediately they're offended. So there's two things, affliction, persecution. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, the cares of this world. There's the number three thing, the cares of this world. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. There's number four, deceitfulness of riches. And then number five is lust of other things. So there you have five things that Jesus says Satan uses to steal God's word from you. Keep you from acting on the promise. Keep you from receiving the promise of God. The word that was sown in your heart. You know, you hear someone preach, thank God you can be delivered from sin. Or you can be delivered from sickness. Or you can be delivered from the financial problems. Then Satan comes immediately to steal that before you have time to act on it. Now, if you'll notice here in verse 19, he's talking about all these things. And to look at it, you think, well, my, there's no hope for us then. If that's going to happen that way and he can just do it that way, well, then we're in trouble now. But now, wait a minute. He said, the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Now, none of these things... Now, listen to what I'm going to say very carefully. None of these things will steal the word from you if they don't enter in to the heart. Now, there's the key. Don't let these things enter in. In other words, don't speak them. You can't keep the devil from putting doubts in your mind. You can't keep the devil from putting some thoughts in your mind sometimes. But someone said they'll die unborn unless you speak them. Now, once you speak them, you implant them. And you give life to them. Let those things die and mourn. They won't steal the word unless it enters in. These things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. But these are they which are sown on good ground. Hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundredfold. So this sets the stage for the fact that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Not problems, not tests, not trials. Not these things. Jesus is the author, and Jesus was the Word of God. How did Paul say faith cometh? Faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. So, Jesus, His Word, is the author, and it's also the finisher of our faith. In other words, operating on the Word of God, acting in faith on the Word of God, will cause your faith to come to the fruition. In other words, you have to carry it on through. Have patience in that. Now let's follow it on down because he's going to get into something here. We're going to get into the chastening of the Lord. And look at verse 3. 
But consider him that endureth such contradiction as sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, here we have in verse 5 that what I believe is the key to understanding actually the whole chapter or the main portion of this chapter is in verse number 5. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Now, he's talking about spoken words, the exhortation that was spoken, things that were spoken unto you as unto children. In other words, as you would teach a child, as you would train a child. Now, notice that he says in verse 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye illegitimate children, and not sons. Now, here's a point that we need to get a hold of. Here he says, If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? In other words, every son would be chastened or trained. Now the word chasten here means to child train. To every child is trained of his father. If you endure chastening, you're a son. But if ye are without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers, all what now? All the sons are partakers of chastisement. Then if you're without chastisement, he said you're not legally a son. If it were true that sickness, disease, and poverty, and all of the troubles of life was the chastening of the Lord, then only Christians would have these problems. Sinners wouldn't have them. Sinners wouldn't be sick. If, in fact, sickness was the chastening of the Lord. Now, you hear people say that. Bless their darling, confused hearts. I don't know where they get it, but they say that. Now, see, he said, every son receives chastening. For all sons are partakers of the chastisement. Now, you know why that a sinner does not receive the chastening of the Lord or chastisement of the Lord? Because the chastisement, the training, child training he's referring to here is from the Word of God. See, he said, you have forgotten the word of exhortation that was spoken unto you. So that's the training that he's talking about. That's the chastisement. And the word chastisement just simply means to child train. You train a child with words. I know there's a lot of people said, well, you know, God sends these problems to us so he can train us and teach us and chastise us. Well, now what most people call chastisement or child training is not child training at all. It's child abuse. But yet so many people believe that this is what God does to his children. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How You Can Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. 
how to avoid tragedy. It's better to avoid things than try to figure out how to get out of it after you get in it. And this book will give you insight into why some things happen and the reason they happen. Now, it doesn't cover everything because there's some things that only God knows and we'll find out when we get to heaven. But so many of the tragedies that come to people in life are self-imposed. I mean, they just simply do things that are contrary to the Word of God. You know, Proverbs says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And you hear people saying things like, well, I'll tell you, I'll probably die in a car wreck or some goofy thing like that, you know. Well, don't be speaking those things into your heart because it's in your mouth and in your heart. And Jesus said, whosoever shall say, now here's the principle of the God kind of faith, who shall say, believe, doubt not his heart, believe what he said, and will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, you don't want to say these things because you will give instruction to your spirit. It's like planting a seed. You plant a seed and it's going to produce what you planted, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. That's offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.